For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hey, welcome back to Late Edition Crime Beat Chronicles, a Lee Enterprises podcast. I'm your host, Nat Cardona. On this podcast, you'll hear true crime stories as told by journalists from regional newspapers across the country. On the next set of episodes, we sift through many details of the 2012 disappearance and death of six-year-old Isabel Celis and the 2014 kidnapping and murder of Maribel Gonzalez. You'll be hearing from Arizona Daily Star reporter Caitlin Schmidt. As always, make sure you go back to the first episode coverage of this case to make sure you're all caught up on all the details. On today's episode, we go deeper into the connection between these two young girls' cases and the man on trial for their murders. Alrighty, let's get into it. To recap, October of 2017, Isabel's death is ruled a homicide five years after she first went missing. And then comes September of 2018. A man is indicted in killing both of the young girls, Isabel Celes and Maribel Gonzalez. The timeline here is going to seem a little bit confusing, but you gotta just bear with me. The big break in these two cases came in 2017 when the FBI received a tip about a man who might have some information about Isabel's disappearance. On March 3rd, 2017, after talking to Christopher Clements, officials were able to find Isabel's remains. They were discovered in the same general area where Maribel's body had been found. So going back to the top, when I mentioned that September of 2018 press conference where it was released that a man's been indicted in both of the girls' murders, it had not been publicly known that Isabel and Maribel's deaths were connected or that they'd even been found in the same general area until that press conference. At the time in 2018, Christopher Clements was 36 years old. He was indicted on 22 charges related to the killing of the two girls. Those include two counts of first-degree murder, two counts of kidnapping of a minor, and one count of burglary of a residential structure. Clements was also indicted on 14 counts of sexual exploitation of a minor. Those charges stem from allegations that he was dealing with child pornography. This guy is a career criminal with a long rap sheet spanning multiple states. His first conviction came at the age of 16 when he pleaded guilty to two sex offenses in Oregon. And it doesn't stop there. Over the next two decades, Christopher Clements racked up arrests in Washington, Florida, and Arizona, several of those for failing to register as a sex offender, as required by his Oregon conviction. Here's the real kicker. Clements was out of jail on bond when Maribel was murdered. So take a look at this. Clements was arrested on September 19th of 2012, which is five months after Isabel went missing, by the way, on a charge of second-degree residential burglary after a woman came home and said she saw him loading up items into a Lexus parked in front of the house. Police ran the plates, and they came back to Clements, and then he was arrested. As a reminder, June of 2014, Maribel's body was found in a desert three days after she left home to visit a friend. So... What does all of that mean? Well, that 2012 burglary I mentioned doesn't go to trial until 2015. This means while Christopher Clements was out of jail on bond for that burglary charge, he literally snuck in killing Maribel. 
So back to Isabel's case. The big break that came in February of 2017 is when Clement's girlfriend called the FBI and said, hey, he knows where Isabel's body has been dumped since she was missing in 2012. The girlfriend said that Clements told her to retrieve a bag that was buried in the yard of her home. A piece of paper with Isabel's name was in that bag. Clements apparently tried to avoid using Isabel's name over the phone because he's in jail and jail calls are recorded. When Clements' girlfriend told the FBI all of this, Clements was in Pima County Jail on unrelated burglary charges. You sense a theme here, I'm sure. He told investigators he wouldn't lead them to Isabel until his two pending charges were dismissed and his car was released. That brings us to March 3rd of 2017. Clements directed FBI agents to a desert area near Avra Valley and Trico Roads where Isabel's remains were found. Investigators realized at that time it was the same area where Maribel's body had been found in 2014, just days after she went missing. Clements told investigators that, no, he did not kidnap or kill Isabel, and he refused to give more information. And that's where I'll stop. Let's jump back into my interview with Arizona Daily Star reporter Caitlin Schmidt. In September of 2018, uh, the good old Tucson Police Department on Friday evening told us that there would be a press conference on Saturday morning, which you know is a huge deal, right? If if they're going to hold it on the weekend, it's got to be something big. Um, So we heard some rumblings that it had something to do with this case and um, staffed a little extra and showed up at that press conference. And that was when they announced that they had um, arrested this Christopher Clements person in connection with not just Isabel Salas's disappearance, but also the death of a teenage girl that had um, gone missing and been found um, a couple years after Isabel. So um, that still was one of the craziest days of my career. I mean, we hooked it back to the newsroom really fast. The only thing they told us about this guy was that he had a lengthy criminal record. And I spent the next eight or nine hours in front of a computer going state by state, trying to piece together on a Saturday where no courts were open, um, this man's life and did did a pretty solid job. We got an 18 year history um, starting when he was a teenager in Oregon and followed him from state to state and um, put together put together a pretty um comprehensive history of where this guy had been and what he had done. And, and some of the details in there were, were really terrible. Like he was out on, um, he was out on parole or probation at one point when one of the girls went missing. I mean, he was supposed to have been supervised, but this was a person that just kind of seemed to fall through the cracks um, and seemingly got away with murder until uh, he inserted himself into this case. We need to take a quick break. So don't go too far. There, there's that tip in 2017. Isabel's body is found at that time, but it, it, and there were no more details, like you said, until 2018. Is that odd to you? The the gap in time between okay, we've had a tip, we found her body, and we're not going to tell you for X amount of time who this guy is. It just seemed like a big question mark that was looming. It seemed like it at the time, but once we got to trial, um, I mean, and even after they announced his arrest, we knew very, very little about how they connected the dots. But once I sat through that first trial and saw how they connected him to this case, it made sense why it took more than a year. I mean, they were they were digging up electronic devices from girlfriends that he had five years in the past. I mean, they combed through this man's life with a fine tooth. 
find tooth comb looking for everything they could to connect him. So it, it did seem weird at first. And we were kind of trying to dig around in the background. Um, there were some rumors that, you know, like a psychic had assisted or that there were cadaver dogs involved. Um, but we really didn't get the details until we went to trial. And then when they put on this case, it made sense. Um, this was this was like good old fashioned detective work. I mean, the amount of labor that went into putting this together was intense. <laughs> Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, they did a good job piecing it together between, um, you know, the timeline of where his phone was, um, the phone calls to the house, the interactions that they could have had, um, the work that they put into these photos that they found on his devices. I mean, these detectives spent months trying to identify the children in these photos and the locations across town. And um, it they put together a strong case. Well, and I don't think law enforcement ever would have put together those two missing girls. The circumstances were so different. They initially treated them, right. the, um, Maribel as if she was a runaway um, mm -hmm. and then kind of figured it out. But it certainly didn't get the kind of attention that that a six year old being removed from her bedroom um, did. Right, 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 right. I mean, I never would have. I mean, who no. would have connected either of them? Even just, yeah, it's his whole slew of crimes and then. Yeah, murders that they're just so. I mean, it's just like very mind-boggling, I guess. So. Well, and he had mentioned something um, early on after he was being questioned about like there were four total bodies out there, which I wouldn't put it past him to have killed some more people. I mean, he really mm -hmm. would have gotten away with this had he not been so arrogant that he thought he could lead police to the bones of a dead child, and they wouldn't actually look at him as a suspect. I mean, that you know. That might be sociopathy right there, right? You would think. You would think. Yeah. You know, there were days that were easier than others where my story was pretty much done right before three o'clock and ready to go and nothing changed. And then there were days where like my story was done and then 15 minutes before deadline, the real bombshell dropped and we had to completely rework the top. That happened several times. Next time on Late Edition Crime Beat Chronicles, we explore all the ins and outs of these two young girls' cases as Christopher Clements goes on trial for their murders. If you like what we do here at Late Edition Crime Beat Chronicles, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I'll see you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.